Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Now, whether you are starting out in e-commerce, because, you know, why would you not be right now with the whole pandemic thing? Everyone's getting online. So if you're one of those, it's great that you're here. Or maybe like me, you've just been around for a while. And that's also okay too. Uh, My goal basically is to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses now every week. I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce. I get to ask them all kinds of fantastic questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop our own online business, right? How to grow our own e-commerce businesses. I often say that I try and have the conversations that you would have with our guests if you got to sit down and just have a cup of coffee with them and say, right, answer this question for me and just absorb their pearls of wisdom. So uh, we're going to dig into their story. We're going to learn some kind of principles that are going to help us start and adapt and grow online. So if you enjoy the podcast, then I would appreciate it uh, if you give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get it from. Or if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, give us a like, share it out. It just enables us to do what we do and keep on delivering what I think is quite extraordinary content from some amazing guests, totally for free. Yes, it is. So make sure you do that. Now, let me tell you what is going on in this week's podcast. We have Chloe Thomas back. Back on the show. Yes, uh, if you are regular to the show, you will know that Chloe has definitely been on this show before. Um, she's one of our favourite guests. Let's not let's not pull any punches. We love Chloe. Yes, we do. And so Chloe is joining us today uh, and we are going to be talking about the personal touch, the real personal touch, doing those things in your e-commerce business that totally transforms it and makes it like super, super personal and helps you to sort of distinguish yourself from, you know, people like Amazon who are just, well, they're big and they're boring, aren't they? So we can do something about that. And we're going to talk to Chloe about it. And we've put, we've called this type, this podcast, The Real Personal Touch, a sneak peek from the e-commerce master plan summit, because Chloe, as we're going to get into, is actually hosting in the next few days, something called the e-commerce master plan summit. It's an online virtual summit, which you can go to for free. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to get into (laughs) all of that. I'm really looking forward to it uh, because we've, yeah, you're going to find out. Let me just bring Chloe onto the show. Chloe, hi, how are we doing? Hello, I'm good. It's great to be here. And what you didn't tell people is that you're in the summit as well. Yeah, I want them to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't 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 put people off, Chloe. Don't put people off. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, we we recorded a session yesterday, didn't we? We had a bit of fun with that. I seriously overran, and Chloe re- reined me back in, which was great. So. <laughs> But hopefully when the summit happens, none of you will realise that because we'll have edited it away. You're going to watch this thing and go, what was Matt talking about? I've no idea. That was fine. That was perfect. So we've got Anne in the comments saying, hi. Hi, Anne. How are you doing? Uh, Great that you're here. Thanks for watching. Uh, Thanks for joining in. Um, But yeah, so we've got this. uh, We've got you. Let's start off with that, Chloe, because um, what I didn't say in the intro is you host like 
two podcasts at the last count. You've written yeah. more books about e-commerce than I've had hot dinners, right? You, you've, you've got involved in a whole bunch of stuff to do with e-commerce. And now you're hosting something called the e-commerce master plan virtual summit. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so so everything we do at e-commerce master plan is about helping e-commerce businesses plot their path to success, work out how to how to make better decisions. Because I've always found that businesses, when when retailers come to me and ask me questions, you probably get this as well, Matt. It's usually one of two things. It's Chloe, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? And Chloe, what am I not doing that I should be doing? You know, yeah. it's like it's kind of the reassurance and the yeah. what don't I know that I should know factor. So that's what we bring to everything we produce. And my podcasts are audio only, which means there's a certain amount of information it's quite hard to explain. I mean, we've mm-hmm. tried faceted navigation tips a couple of times on Keep Optimizing, <laughs> but it's a rocky go? road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's challenging. Yeah, I um, can imagine. You know, and I, and I know a lot of people prefer the video format to the audio format. So, well... We did some some summits in the past. We didn't do any last year. Weirdly, everyone else got into virtual summits last year. And we just went, no, no, no. 2020, no, not happening. No. We're back this year with one. And what I'm trying to I've tried to create is an antidote. Because if, if our mission is to help you make better decisions, that partly means saving you from having to work your way through 100 sessions. I got an email from an event this week saying, first, first 100 speakers confirmed. I'm like, whoa, how am I supposed to, to work out what I'm going to do with 100 speakers? You know, are there, there are really 100 things I need to know about right now. So with my summit, we've drilled it down to just yeah. 12 sessions. We've got six sessions about customer acquisition. We've got six sessions about customer retention. Um, and then at the end of each day, we've got a live Q&A session for people to ask their questions. It's as simple as that. And each session is a maximum of 30 minutes long. So it's really to the point. I'm challenging all the speakers, um, and they're Including being very me. gracious. Yeah, they're being very gracious about it. I'm always quite nervous when I do this <laughs> um, to really give great value, and um, and that that's what we're up to. So it happens on the eighth and 9th of June. Um, it's totally free, and um, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be brilliant. And we we launched it as we're speaking right now. We launched it yesterday, yeah. and I've been flabbergasted by the number of people who've already signed up. Um, yeah. You know, we are we are way ahead of my targets for this point in time. Yeah, you so. were saying that before we went on air. Were you were dancing a little jig. It's working. Yeah, it's like, working. Oh my god! <laughs> it's no, it's all going great. to plan. <laughs> now I tell you what I'm going to do now is uh, for those of you watching the the live stream, uh, for those of you watching the live recording, or those of you watching on YouTube video, you will see a little link on the bottom of your screen magically appear. Uh, and it, if you're listening to the audio podcast, it's simply this: ecommercepodcast.net forward slash summit. If you want to know more about Chloe's summit, the master plan uh, summit, I can't even the say e-commerce it. The master e-commerce plan master plan summit. summit. Let's get the title <laughs> right. Um, e-commerce master plan summit, EMPS. Let's go with that. Um, you can go to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash summit. That will take you to uh, the landing page, which tells you all about the summit. And you can sign up there for free. Uh, you've got some really great speakers, some of whom I know. I'm looking forward to their to their uh, topics. I'm looking forward to the summit. Um, it's really exciting stuff that you've that you've got going on there. You must be really stoked, eh? You, you you've got some I, really good speakers. 
I am uh, amazed. Me aside, you've got some really oh, no, no, good no, you're in. You're very good. And as oh, we started, we've, we've pre-recorded yours, so we know just how good your session is. So uh, so stop being bashful um, <laughs> or humble or whatever the correct word is, is to put in there. Yeah. So, um, stop talking have, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I've got, got some brilliant speakers, many of whom have been t- tried and tested on the podcasts because, you know, if you know someone's great, why not book them instead of somebody new? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, I guess highlights would be we got Val Geisler, um, who is just email marketing goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was too nervous to contact her for years to ask her to come oh, and really? do something with okay. me. Yeah. yeah. And then this year, this is our second chat this year, and she's just she just brings it every time. So I'm looking forward to her session. She works at Clavio. I recently joined the Clavio team to help all the customers out and and take their content to another level as well. So she's just awesome. Great. Uh, we've got Luke Carthy. Who uh, he's spoken at MozCon and most SEO events going, and yep. he's just genius, quite yep. frankly. Um, who else? Who else? I'll give you a third. Who's my Who's my third favorite person coming on? Oh, you. Sorry, you're my <laughs> first favorite person. <laughs> uh, insult the host, Chloe. Go for it. Just yeah. insult the host of the no, podcast. That's fine. You're on. that's fine. That's why I'm humble, Chloe. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I'm trying to pick pick another one. I guess guess we'll go with Jessica Tatello Costa. I was going to say Je- Jessica's is, on there. Yeah, yeah, she's a legend. She's been on your show, hasn't she? She yeah, is, she has. Yeah, she, she is just yeah as well. Um, and Jessica and I are still trying to work out what she's going to be talking about because we just have so many things we want her to talk about. Um, so yeah, it's it's and to be honest, pretty much everyone is of that level. It's yeah. um. Apart from you, Matt, obviously, just continuing the theme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's above above that level? Uh, but yeah, it's it's I if we ran our first event back in 2019, and I off, no, wasn't it 2017? We did our first virtual summit, and I was scraping my virtual roller decks to find people to be part of it. And if I said to the you know to me back then what the lineup would look like in 2021, I would not have believed me. Yeah, at yeah. all. Um, cause it is, it is really impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm still slightly in shock that everybody said yes. Yeah, no, it's great. It's wonderful. Well done for doing it. And, uh, like I said, I'm really, really stoked by it. Now that, uh, you, you're doing this thing whereby day one is all about acquisition and day two is all about retention. You've kept it like yeah. super simple, right? So all the speakers on day one are talking about customer acquisition and all the speakers on day two are talking about customer retention. Why did you? It's going to be a really stupid question, but why did you pick those two strands? I wanted to, I pick, there's a couple of reasons. One is the the obvious. In e-commerce, you're only successful if you do both customer acquisition and customer retention. So mm-hmm. you, if you want to do well in marketing, you've got to cover both of those. Um, second reason is because I think as a result of everything that's happened in the pandemic so far, a lot of businesses are going, We've got so many people who bought from us recently. We better do some work on retention. Plus, I know there's still a lot of businesses who are getting so many sales in that their marketing team aren't allowed to do much recruitment. So they've got time to spend on retention. So I wanted to up the retention interest um, for that reason. And the third reason that that we've gone with, uh, with two a day on each was discipline for me. So as I would make sure I had half of it on retention and half of it on acquisition, because yeah. I am, I'm a, I like, like, since we've launched it, I've had people asking um, within a couple of hours of it going live, going, can I speak? Can I speak? And I am a sucker for saying yes. And I wanted to keep this focused. Yeah. So, so having 
six retention, six acquisition has forced me to deliver on the promise I want to give to the audience. Okay. Now that's, that's, that's fantastic. That's, I like that. And it's, it always amazes me how so much marketing is about acquisition and very little conversation happens around retention. Um, and so um, I, I, I hats off to you for doing it. I think it's great. I think it's going to be super valuable for people. A little unknown stat. I don't know if I should share it. Uh, but when it comes to Jersey Beauty Company, right, so one of our e-commerce websites, this was an interesting stat, which has always been like this for the last few years, always intrigued me. 60% of our traffic is new customers, right? So 60% of the people that come to my website are new customers, 40% are returning. Okay, so it's a 60-40 split. Um, but 60% of my revenue comes from returning customers and 40% of it comes from new customers. Does that make sense? So it kind of, the numbers flip. Um, That makes total sense. And I have to say, anyone who's listening who hasn't now written down or made a mental note of, these are stats I need to check against Matt's benchmark is missing a trick. Yeah, especially if you're in this industry. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah I beauty. think yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, and I, I, I wanted to highlight that not because I, I think Jersey's anything unique. I just think such a large chunk of our turnover comes from repeat customers. Do you know what I mean? So retention is so so critical, and getting into that mindset of retention um, is is one of the things that's kept us around for so long. If I'm honest, See, with you. it's where I started my retail career. Mm. So back in the early 2000s um, I was working at pastimes which for those of you who are in the UK over the, about the age of 30 will, may remember the high street shop pastimes that sold historically yeah. inspired gifts so I was their catalog marketing manager okay. and yes we spent a lot of money on recruitment catalogs but the amount of money we could generate from people who hadn't bought in five years by sometimes by sending them a catalog I mean, catalogue budgets were vast. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, I totaled yeah. it up once for the year and kind of wandered around the office in a daze for a while going, why am I allowed to spend this much money? It's like, well, because <laughs> it's all trapped yeah, and monitored yeah, yeah. and it all, every penny of it pays back, you know, multiple times. But, yet, but then, you know, by looking at that data and, and doing it, it was like huge gold mine in that, that past customer list. So it always, it always surprises me how businesses how many businesses you come across and you say, what are you doing in, on the retention front? Mm. We do an email broadcast. <laughs> and that's only after you go, you must send something to people who bought before. And it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy when it's so much easier to get someone to buy for the second time than it is to get someone to buy for the first time. But the noise in the industry is around the new customer acquisition. You know, the, the sexy stuff is often thought yeah. of as the Facebook ad strategy or the video ads or, you know, all these clever, sexy things. I mean, and, and they're not unsexy, but there's also a lot of a lot of sexy core marketing in the world of retention too. There is, there really is, and it's always interesting. Another sort of insight here was when we when we look at our Google ad budgets for our you know for our e-commerce. So we take Jersey again when we look at the Google ad budgets. I noticed that um, new customer acquisition was obviously very expensive on. Google ads, as most people are finding. But we were spending an interesting amount of cash on our own name, right? So when people went to mm-hmm. Google and Googled our own name, Jersey Beauty Company, and the ad comes up. Um, and when you looked at the cost of that, which were minuscule because no one else was really advertising on that name, but when you looked at 
at the cost of that and the return on that investment. Uh, so it was always insanely high. And this is important because the people that are typing in my name are people that have been to my website before. Do you see what I mean? So this yeah. was my, I could contrast then um, in a very crude way what we were spending on Google AdWords for our returning customers and the amount of revenue that was generating versus the amount of money we were spending on new customer acquisition and the amount of revenue that was generating. And so, um, so yeah, always intrigued me, always, always intrigued me. And this, this whole idea of returning customers, um, customer retention, so, so important. So definitely, yeah. definitely log in for day one, but you are not going to want to miss day two. That's, yes. that's going to be my, my prediction for the summits. That's the one I want to get the most out of. And Something you should probably also say is because they're only half hour sessions, it's only a half day each time. So you're not having to go, right, the whole of my Tuesday and Wednesday is taken over by Chloe's mm. summit. If you're in the UK, you've got your morning to do whatever you like with. Come and join me at two o'clock. We'll be wrapped up by six if you want to stick around uh, okay. for Q&A. Yeah. And if you're in the US in, in New York, we start at 9 a.m. Um, if you're on the far side of America, apologies, it's going to be a bit early for you. Um, <laughs> but but it's, it's, you know, we've not gone, we're going to monopolize your day. Mm -hmm. We're literally, it's three hours of sessions, one hour of Q&A each day. So it should be easy to juggle with your day job as well. We're not, okay. we're not trying to monopolize the diary. And are you going to do that thing where if you go to the summit, um, you can watch the recorded sessions again? Or is it just like, is it one of these summits where you have to be there and that's the only time you can see it? No, I mean, it's as a marketer, it's a very clever way to make people watch it on the day is to mm -hmm. go, if you don't watch it today, you're gonna have to pay me 500 quid tomorrow. It's a very clever making money out of a summit tactic. But if I'm in the business and my mission is to help e-commerce business owners find the right decisions, you know, make the right decisions and focus on the yeah. right things, then going, you have to watch all 12 sessions in 48 hours or I'm going to punish you just doesn't fit with my brand. You know, it's like, it's a great way of forcing people in on the day, yeah. but it's, it's, it was, yeah, it, it just, it's not right for, for what I do. Uh, I'm not criticizing anyone who does it because I, I've, I've played yeah, around yeah. in the past. It's a really clever tactic. If that's how you make money out of summits. Mm -hmm. um, I make money out of the sponsors. So I don't have to do that. Uh, but uh, so we will be, after the summit, encouraging everyone to share it with their team. You know, often only one person on a team attends and it's like, mm -hmm. I saw something really into the email, but I'm not allowed to play with email. Pass it over to your email person. Let them have a watch. Or if we, if you know, if you're still running as a remote team, all of you watch the same session and talk about it in a team meeting the following week. It's a great way yeah. of connecting on something that isn't sign-offs and to-do lists. So yeah, yeah, replays will be available, everybody. That's good to know. That's good to know. Because I think you're going to watch some of these things. And I've always, my experience with summits is you go to these things and they're just so value packed, right? Especially if you've got great speakers and you're feverishly taking notes. Mm. But of course, your notes are never really that complete because they're moving on to the next thing you're trying to keep up. So the fact you can go back and watch it, I think, is so, so helpful. Uh, and you can, I like the idea of going through it with your team. Just watch it together and then have a conversation about the ones that really stick out to you. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And we're, I'm we're, excited. We're, we're, we're going to be there. Excellent. Well, we're, we're currently playing around. We're trying to work out what the, the written content side of it is, mm. whether we do transcripts of every episode or we do like top three takeaways from each episode or like a podcast show notes page. There's going to be something 
to enable people to more quickly access the content than having to watch watch the videos when we reach replay status. But I haven't quite worked out what that is yet. So if anyone's got any ideas, <laughs> you'll find a way to get in contact with me and let me know. <laughs> yeah, just just let Chloe know. I'm sure she'll be uh, more than open to any any of those yeah. ideas. So you've got why? So you've got um, a few hours of uh, summit speakers, and then at the end of each day, you've got the speakers uh, coming for a Q and A at the end. Is that right? Yeah, so selected um, speakers come back for a, for a Q&A, which is something we do each month at Keep Optimizing. So the Keep Optimizing podcast each month, um, we have four or five episodes, depending on how many Wednesdays there are. Different um, topic expert. So like uh, this month, we are doing Google Ads. Mm-hmm. So we've had four topic experts on Google Ads. And then at the end of the month, they all get together for a webinar to talk about the topic and to answer answer questions from the audience those are quite popular with our listeners so I thought why not do it at the summit so we're we're having kind of focused sessions throughout the day if you cut out you know the open Q&A you can keep it really really tight but then we have the open Q&A at the end and hopefully we'll get I know like we've got two Facebook ads and a Google ads person on uh, day one so I'm hoping for some interesting banter um, amongst them because there tends to be quite a lot of laughter when I'm running a Q&A so um so yeah, we got those at the end of each day for for getting uh, getting people's thoughts in and questions and and those will be available as replay as well. So if you're fantastic, if you can't make that because I know you you finish work at five in the UK and we're starting at five with the live Q and A, um, email me the questions and I will try and get those answered and you can catch up with it on the replay. Brilliant, brilliant. So as I said, if you're listening, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash summit, you will be able to get access to all of that summit stuff. Now, Chloe, the, the talk that we, you and I did yesterday, uh, which is what we're going to get into today, is this whole idea of the real personal touch. Um, why did we do that one? We did that one for the summit because it's a it's a pet topic that I find quite fascinating. So mm. when you when I sent you an email saying what do you fancy talking about and you sent me some ideas back, I went, oh, let's do that one because I like doing that one. Um, so that's why basically mm. you suggested it as an idea, and I was like, yay, let's talk yeah, about that. Let's do that because, one because it income and and also because a lot of our content um, on on day two customer retention day is understandably about personalization and automation and post-purchase mm-hmm. sequences and reactivation, all that really cool, chunky algorithm segmentation mm. stuff. But it misses out on the softer touch, which I think that this kind of this real touch piece is particularly exciting because it's often where you said, don't be boring and big like Amazon. Mm. And this is one of those areas where the smallest of e-commerce businesses can beat everybody else if they get this bit right. A little bit of attention to detail, a little bit of the personal touch, and all of a sudden you are doing something far ahead of anyone else in in your space because for you, it's worth the investment at that point. The challenge is then making it work in a bigger yeah. business. It's, it's scaling, isn't it? Um, the, the whole personal touch thing. But in terms of um, in terms of the personal touch, then what are some of the things that you've seen that have worked like really well in this whole area? So, um, some practical things that we can maybe start thinking about. I mean, my favourite, which doesn't work for every business, but my absolute favourite is the unexpected free gift in the parcel. Yeah, you know, because a lot of you know, you even when someone places their first order, they are they're still testing you out until the product arrives. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make that unboxing experience as interesting and as exciting as possible. And a free gift really, really hits it. I mean, Mm. 
I was thinking about, about this after our chat yesterday, is it's a bit like if you've ever bought a premium car, you know, like a Mini or a BMW or a, an Audi or something, right? When you go I love to how you put it, Minis in premium car there. That was brilliant. But let's, well, I, I put Minis in there because... I've I've owned a couple of minis and they go above and beyond with this with the personal touch oh, okay. element in their in their in their activity when you have one of their cars. You mm. know, like you you find if you take it in for a service, you may well find a bunch of flowers in the back. They don't just mm. clean it and valet it. They give you a bunch of flowers. Um, personally, I don't like flowers, so it didn't really work on me. But as a marketer, I appreciated the gesture. So it was clever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, far rather had I don't know a pot of tea. Um, anyway too much about me we'll come yeah. we're going to come back no, to tea in a self. moment send chloe tea, <laughs> send chloe tea. <laughs> uh, so that's why i include mini but like when um when i bought a bmw back when i drove places now i have a mazda 2 that's covered in dirt um, and has a flat tire and had to be jump started last weekend just just before anyone makes any value judgments about me and mentioning cars but when i bought that um they put it in the middle of the showroom and they put this massive, almost like parachute cover over it, mm. right? So you go in and you're like, oh, God, some poor person's going to have their car revealed. And then you go to them and go, where's my car? Is it around the back? And he goes, no, it's under the sheet. Isn't yeah, that you're having your I'm car going, revealed. Oh, well done, no. you. Yeah. But, you know, in the Instagram world, for many people, that would be a huge highlight. And there was, yeah. you know, chocolates and flowers in the back. And, and they, you know, they, they, they make it a really exciting moment. and the unexpected free gift is a brilliant way to to really up it yeah. um when you're when you're dealing with something so i come back to tea i'm a bit of a bit of a loose leaf tea junkie mm -hmm. and i used to go into my local tea shop and buy my tea now i for large parts of the last 12 months haven't been able to do that so i've been yeah. ordering it online from the same company and they every time they put a little sample tea in and it's so exciting cuz it's usually not a tea i would have picked so sometimes yeah. I go, oh dear God, <laughs> I don't want that, but I still like the gesture. Um, but it's 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 both making me feel special as a customer, but it's mm. also helping me explore the rest of their range. And it costs them very very little. Yeah, you know, it's not going to up the postage. It's yeah. it's not not a lot of cost in product, but it really just makes me feel feel that bit more special and make sure that next time I want I want to top up my tea I'm not going to be buying it from the supermarket I'm going to be buying oh, you're it you're going to go there and actually uh, this whole thing about free samples is practically how we built Jersey in some respects because um, you send them out to customers and you get to try and sample other things so you're not just buying your usual now you're you're buying other things so it's clever because in the future it adds value one of the things that I've learned right I'll tell you a quick story is whenever you put a freebie in the box, um, unless it's immediately obvious, like it's a free sample type thing. Um, it's always worth accompanying that with a note explaining that you have given a free gift, right? And the reason yeah. I say this is because I remember the first time I learned this lesson, we were doing this thing around Easter where it was like, let's just throw chocolate in the box, right? And we just put, we put chocolates in the box. We got an email from a customer like a few days later saying, I've received my parcel, thank you very much, but I think part of somebody's lunch is in my box. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was horrified. I was like, what? Someone's put part of their lunch. How has that happened? It's like a sandwich falling off. And it turns out it was just the chocolate and she just misunderstood. Uh, so we knew after that, like when we put stuff in there, just to write a note, just saying, listen, it's Easter. You deserve a bit of chocolate at Easter. 
happy Easter from all of us here at Jersey or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just wanted to send you this gift to say thanks. Especially in your industry as well, because um, if you're if it's like a sample of a product and you've just put that in there, you want them to, you know, you want you. It's a great opportunity to put in a note saying, "Here's a here's a new product we're thinking of listing," or mm-hmm. "Here's here's one of our best sellers. We thought you might want to try it. We'd love to know what you think. Look us, let us know on Instagram or something." And then you're encouraging yeah. them to social share as well. But you're also upping. It's not just, uh, I don't know, L'Oreal sent us this box of of sachets. We'll, we'll get rid of them in the parcels. It's we thought you might like this. We'd love to know what you think of it. And it elevates yeah. it to that's a really nice gesture. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, um, it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, make sure you put a note in the box. And if it's a handwritten note, then that's more personal than just a normal, you know, printed card type thing. But whatever you can do, you know, whatever you can scale. So I like the free samples. I like the free gifts um, in the box uh as a as a as a a nice have you ever had a uh, a parcel from somebody where they've put a handwritten note in there i have um i mean they come the the tea comes with a handwritten note um Mm. often just written just scrawled on the bottom of the uh the order confirmation sheet you know the the packing sheet which i actually i almost prefer that to a pretty postcard with a handwritten Mm -hmm. you know because it it just feels a bit more real somehow because it's less polished um and there's there's definitely been others, but I, none of them are like ping to mind. I usually have them around me in the office. Yeah. You know, if someone says me something pretty good, um, then actually I can see one now. This isn't entirely uh, the personal touch, but this was one. Brush the dust off it. It's hidden around the back <laughs> of the desk. But this is one which um, I'll I'll read it out for those who aren't um, aren't on the video. But it came from a company we bought some shelving, uh, some cast iron shelve. Uh, supports from of all things who you wouldn't have assumed would be great at marketing but um what it says for those of you who are um are listening it says win your order back with your photos and videos it's an a5 flyer cheap paper stock um so it doesn't cost them very much and then it's got a four-step process to work through which i love there's an awful lot of text on this it's got take a video post it on any of our social sites with all the social sites listed um, or leave a review on FIFO, uh, like or follow our page, sit back and wait to see if you win at the end of the, end of the month. It's quite a complicated one, yeah, yeah. but it's, you know, it, it is, I suspect, I suspect they get an awful lot of impact, impact from this and it takes, oh, and it's on the back of the returns form. So, you know, it's even more cost effective because they're using a piece of paper yeah. they're putting in anyway. Yeah, oh, very good. I like that. That's straightforward. And I like what you said about just handwritten notes on the packing slip. That's how we do it a lot. Um, that's how we do it a lot. We have like a secret. Again, I'm just letting all the Jersey secrets out. We, whenever we print the packing slip off, there's a secret code on the packing slip. So if you work in the warehouse, you'll know what that code means. Now, it may mean that this is their first order. It may mean that this is their fifth order. It may mean that they're entitled to something and they can read that and they can interpret that and they go, oh, okay, this is their first order with us. So then they'll write a note on there saying, hey, Sam, thanks for placing your orders with us. It's really great having you part of the Jersey team. I love packing your order. Um, and the, the guys in the warehouse will sign that. And that's a really easy thing to do. I think it takes like five to 10 seconds to do it. Um, of course, the handwriting gets worse throughout the day. Um, but, you know. <laughs> that's um, proving that it's real (laughs) yeah that's proven that therefore it's real i tell you what i think it was last time you were on the show chloe you mentioned uh a website and i can't remember the name of it this is how bad it is um 
And that's not because the website is bad. That's because my memory is shockingly awful. Um, Pressure's do, on me to remember what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Though, it was, it? Um, you recommended this leather site. Uh, it sold these little oh, leather notebooks. Um, this one. Yes. Paper Republic. Yeah. And so I went onto the website and ordered something from them. Uh, and it was a little leather notebook with the, the stuff you've got inside. And that came with a handwritten note. Um, which I thought was lovely, actually. They, they, uh, that was out of all the stuff I've ordered online over lockdown. That was the only one that came with a handwritten note. What's particularly impressive about that is that they come from Vienna, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they they've got people writing in English in their Austrian um, place. Because we were talking about that because they do a brilliant post purchase campaign. Yeah, that's right. To make you feel like um, you know they, it's got videos in it of how to attach these things and how yeah. to put your note in it and how it was made and who's packing it and all that kind of stuff so so yeah, yeah. I thought it's very good and I'm I'm I, that notebook is in my in my bag you know my work bag where I take a lot of notes and so and that email the post purchase sequence I thought was very clever and very good um but yeah I thought that they did the personal touch really really well and so I thought that's not cost them anything to do um no but next time I need a, a refill for that notebook that I'm going to those guys, right? It's just the way it's going to be. So I thought, no, good on them. I thought they did, I did, they did well with that. The, the other thing it does, of course, is you are more likely to remember, I know you forgot it here, but when you've got it in your hand and someone's saying, where did you get that from? You're more mm. likely to remember the name of the company you got it from because they're building that emotional connection with you. And that's what these, these real world, real physical pieces are doing. And We've spoken quite a lot about what goes in the parcel, paper or gifts or, mm. or messages and free gifts. But I think another part is the parcel itself. Okay. And it's something which I think has become more important as the world of um, of the pandemic has gone on. Because one of the kind of like really hard to track, but definite increases in acceleration of trend that's happened during the pandemic is the consumer desire and interest in sustainability. Yes. And these days, if I get a parcel and it's filled with plastic packaging and without a note on it saying, this isn't really plastic, this is actually vegetable starch, you know, I'm judging that company. To the point where where almost if it's plastic parcel tape, Mm -hmm. although I hate the Amazon tape with the um with the string in it because it's so hard to remove with your fingers um i still you know it's not I hard still... to remove your finger with it though that's the... no no you could lose it you could <laughs> easily lose the end of a finger with that stuff but i would still rather have that than the plastic now mm. and i've got quite um you know quite judgmental of companies who aren't doing ethical packaging and then i then as a marketer as an e-commerce person i get quite judgmental of companies who have boring packaging because there's no <laughs> excuse for that either anymore there's definitely no excuse for that and that again i mean coming back to the title of the show the personal touch the real personal touch um you're right you can actually make the packaging stand out you know um and i i show people an image or that i think we did it yesterday didn't we you show people a picture of an amazon parcel and ask them a question how do you feel when you receive this and actually you don't feel anything really it's quite an indifferent experience um and i think this is where you can make a real difference is when you get the packaging sometimes the packaging you get is you just you just look at it and before you've opened that parcel 
you feel something, some positive emotion somewhere. It's connected with you and you're not quite sure how or why. But before you even open that pulse, you're expecting it to be good. And I think that's quite a that's quite a clever thing to do with your packaging. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something which um, I've, I, I'm quite fascinated by the world of subscription e-commerce because I think there's a lot that the s- standard e-commerce world can learn from the world of subscription because yeah. you kind of look at it and you go, wow, that's m- money that just comes in every month, but actually it's 10 times harder to recruit the customer. And then you really have to work to keep them from from, yeah. um, from unsubscribing. But one thing which that industry is brilliant at is cool looking boxes. Yeah. You know, if you're doing, running a subscription business and you, you know, before pretty much from what I see in the forums, people running subscription businesses, they're worried about the box before they've even identified the product. Yeah. Because they want to create that excitement because they want they they spent a lot of money recruiting someone in and they want to keep them for five, six, seven, twelve boxes. So you've got to make it an experience and that starts with when it arrives. They're not doing you said emotion when you see an Amazon box. For me, it's usually, oh, what what's that one? I can't <laughs> remember what I'm supposed to be having arriving this week. Yeah, yeah. It's usually confusion with an Amazon box. <laughs> Everything else, it's a little bit of intrigue. Oh, what's that going to be? With you know, with a with a good subscription box, it's oh, it's arrived. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wonder what's in it this month, or oh, brilliant! I I needed the refill or whatever else. And it's it's such a, a simple thing to do, and it doesn't actually have to cost much more. You know, you can literally just get if you you know if you've got standard cardboard boxes, get a stamp and yeah. stamp on it. Um, you know, and if like you were saying, and I, I love this, and we kind of glossed over it today. You have the marks on the order confirmation, you know, the the packing slip to flag up different types of customers, which is such a great way for a big company to deal with the personal touch because not, you know, your, your mm. warehouse staff will kill you if you make them write a personal note on every single parcel. But you know, you could have like a VIP order coming through stamp that you put on your best customers' boxes that will get them excited. Yeah, because it's. Yeah, there's just so so much you can do. I get quite excited about packaging. It's well, it's, it's, no, I, think, it's, I think it's good as well. And, and this idea, idea of stamping a box, we did that. We set up um, a subscription chocolate company. And I was like, I want to do an experiment. How cheaply can we do this? Do you know what I mean? Because people say to you all the time, it's like, it's all very well and good. You setting up an e-commerce business. You have got the warehouse. Do you know what I mean? You've got this, that and the other. And I'm starting up. I was like, no, no, no. We, we're going to bootstrap this business. We're going to start from scratch and see what we can do. And so we just went out and bought a bunch of um, brown cardboard boxes that would fit through a letterbox. They were like 20p each or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I went onto the web and I found a stamp company that made a bespoke stamp. So you give them the design and it would make it. And we had two. One was the company logo and the other was kind of like this organic kind of leaf pattern because it tied in with what we were doing. So every box that went out, we would just literally stamp it uh, with with the logo and with this sort of leaf pattern. And so the box looked organic and designed. No one knew we'd stamp them by hand. It kind of had that hand stamp look, but that was part of the appeal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can totally distinguish doing something like that. And I think it's the easiest, easiest way uh, to start to add a bit of flair and personalization to those boxes. Yeah, so simple, so cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just astounding that businesses don't do it more often because it's yeah especially if you're a startup right because it's one way again you can differentiate and you can almost 
I'd almost do it where you've got stamp of the week and people can almost see, oh, what, what's going to be this one? Do you know what I mean? Can they, is there yeah. some kind of collection they can do with it? I don't know. I was just trying to find it, but I don't, I don't have them within. If anyone's wondering, who's watching, wondering why Chloe's staring at the floor. It's because I have something I was going to, I can't, I got, I can't see it within hand distance, but like we got um, these, these little circles, circle stickers made up of the podcast. So there's one on the back of my mobile. There you go. Oh, there you go. Really simple, cost next to nothing. So you could do little stickers to add on as well. If you're like, oh, it mm-hmm. can't be single color. It's got to look a bit more professional. Get a sticker, get some cool looking tape. Yeah. There's so many things you can do to make it a little bit more interesting that don't take you much time, that don't take you much money. That's and it right. just, it just amps it up. The power of, we, we may, you know, I love the fact that people are buying online. I love it when people buy online. I love all the cool stuff we can do with the online stuff to make people buy more online and to build relationships online. But the, there is something hugely powerful about stuff that happens in the real world, tangible things you can hold on to, you can touch, you can feel. It's such, so much stronger than a personalized email, a personalized note, so much stronger. And, yeah. um, you know, everyone should be considering it. Yeah, no, very good. Very good. So, Chloe, we've talked about the outside of the box. We've talked about the mm-hmm. inside of the box and what goes inside the box. Um, what else have you seen that you think works well in this space, the personal touch? Try, trying to keep it real world, mm. it would be the the ad hoc communication. So, obviously, I, I started in direct mail, so I have mm. a lot of time for di- direct mail. And the stuff you can do with it now in terms of, uh, you know, at, at scale, in terms of unique triggered sendings to people, is just really powerful. But for a smaller business, you know, if you've got someone who who has ordered, I don't know, maybe you're just starting out and you're just starting to see people ordering for the second time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you say, which is a very exciting moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the first order is yeah. exciting. The second order is seriously exciting. You know, so maybe at the end of each week, uh, you you get a load of postcards, maybe for the town you're based in, right? So you're just going and, you know, bulk buy a load of postcards, of, in my case, Cornwall, um, mm-hmm. in your case, Leeds. Um, and then you just hand write them at the end of each week to the customers who bought twice and said, look, I just really wanted to say thank you. You're one of the first people to buy twice from us. And it's just really lovely. So I hope you have a lovely, a lovely week. Mm. And just send it. You know, it's it's gonna cost you what? I'm not gonna know the stuff of cost of this camp now. Less than a fiver for, per person, let's say. A quid. Um, let's say it's a quid. Yeah, it's not gonna take take very much. You know, if you've got kids with good handwriting, you can pay them a, a small mm-hmm. fee to write them for you. Um, but it, it will just make a huge impact to the people who get those postcards. They'll just be, oh wow. Even if there's not to be an offer on it or anything. It's just a very simple, straightforward, thanks so much for believing in us. Yeah. And, and people really respond to that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good top tip. I like that. Again, we've done a lot of postcards in the past and they don't have to go in the box. To sending them out separately, I think is quite nice. But even between orders, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. yes, it's going to cost you the price of a stamp, but man alive, does it work quite well? Because you're staying in touch with people in a way that people don't stay in touch with them anymore because every man and their dog's emailing them. You know, a, a handwritten postcard, that kind of stands out, right? I mean, that you're going to notice that as a customer. So um, I do want to correct you on one thing. Oh, please do. Uh, I'm in Liverpool, not Leeds. 
Oh, sorry. I'm from Cornwall. Anything about Birmingham, or to be fair, Bristol is all the same. I knew it began with an L. Uh, it's up north and it begins with L. Uh, yeah, I, not not that quite I've... as far as Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> between Bristol and Scotland, you're somewhere there. Somewhere between those. But no, yeah. I thought that was quite funny. People listening again, no, he's not from Leeds. He lives in, he always talks about Liverpool and why, why Sorry. Leeds? Has he moved? No, 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 not at all. I actually would have no issue living in Leeds. Love Leeds, thinks it's a great city. Um, but um, I yeah, would yeah, have yeah. no issue living in the north. I'll just add in there. I just <laughs> have always been in the south. It's not a, it's not a choice. It's just how it went. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the people quick in disclaimer the north before. Like, oh, bloody southerners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the e-commerce podcast descends into a north-south divide, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I like that idea. I like the idea of you've got the box, you've got inside the box, but then you've got stuff you can do in between the orders, right? So what could you do? Um, and I don't think this has to be rocket science. I mean, some of the things that you've talked about, Chloe, or we've talked about postcards, mm-hmm. Gifts with, you know, samples, free gifts, um, you know, throwing a bit of chocolate at Easter, uh, a sticker, a stamp for your box. None of that, at least in my mind and my experience, breaks the budget, right? It's all relatively low value stuff, but actually makes a big, big difference. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I think that makes this so attractive for the smaller businesses is the bigger businesses. This stuff just falls through the cracks. Mm. They're so focused on the big automatable stuff, even though, as we've discussed, a lot of this can be automatable. They don't allow it. It just just doesn't quite happen, doesn't quite Mm. quite fit on anybody's path because they've got one person who's warehouse who maybe never speaks to the people who are in you know who manage the order printouts who never speak to the people who who do the marketing so it just gets Mm. lost and as a small business it's really easy because a lot of the time it's you doing all of it so you know it it's a huge opportunity for the smaller business to, to build that emotional connection with customers and then just try not to forget it as you grow bigger yeah find a way to systematize it find a way to make sure you keep doing it i think that's so so important because yeah i love this is you know it's one of the ways you beat amazon amazon are never going to send it out in the nice parcels they're just not um they're never going to send out the postcard they're just not they're never going to throw in the gift the extra freebie they're just not so this is stuff that you can do to differentiate and i think it's so so important uh but no that's been great Listen, Chloe, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, And just normally at this point of the show, I say to people, how do people reach you? How do people connect with you? How do they get hold of you? So head to ecommercemasterplan.com. They will find everything I'm up to and uh, links to get in contact with me as well. So let's keep keep it simple. Keep it simple. Ecommercemasterplan.com. We will, of course, put that link uh, in the show notes, along with a link to the summit. If you're driving and can't take notes, just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 64 and you'll be able to get all of the show notes, the transcript, everything from today's show. Now, ordinarily, Chloe, at this point, I would say tra, and then I would talk mm-hmm. about the giveaway, but uh, we actually have a visual aid for those of you watching the video mm-hmm. uh, for this week's giveaway. So this week, um, the giveaway, your you, I, I jokingly said at the start, you've written more books and I've had hot dinners. It's not far off, right? So oh, there's five. <laughs> there's five books. I can, I can I've not even written one, and you've written balance five. ball in my hands. There was another one, yeah. and you're just showing off now, this aren't one. you? This one as well. That's great. There's five of them. 
There's five books which Chloe has authored and uh, Chloe is very kindly going to donate a copy of each book so you can win a copy of all five books just by heading on over to the page ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 64. All you got to do is just put your name, email in. That's it. To enter and one lucky listener slash viewer will get all five books for free from Chloe, which is an amazingly generous gift. So thank you for doing that. And uh, yeah, 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 just head on over and, and grab grab a chance while you can. And whilst you're online, let's just tell them one more time, Chloe, the e-commerce master plan virtual summit is starting on June the 8th yes. uh, and goes through June 9th. And it is starting at 2 p.m. UK time, which is 9 a.m., uh, if you're New York. New York, so if you're on the Eastern Seaboard, so EST. Um, and it's going to run for four or five hours with a Q&A on those days, right? On the 8th yep. and 9th. Day 8 is all about acquisition. Day 8. <laughs> day 1, <laughs> which is on the 8th, is all about acquisition. Day 2, which is the 9th, is all about retention. Um, and so come along and join in the summit it is free to join and again uh, the url for that is ecommercepodcast.net forward slash summit uh chloe it's been an absolute treat uh, as always to have you on the show and thanks for doing the summit uh, i think it's going to help a lot of people um and the fact that it's free to enter, enter is i think and, and watch it is is brilliant so thank you for doing it thanks for all the sweat and the tears i have no doubt it will be fantastic I hope so too. And uh, and likewise, the whole reason I'm doing it is to help lots of people. So um, go and go and get yourself signed up for your ticket right now, everyone. Ecommercepodcast.net forward slash summit. There you go. Well done. <laughs> it's like you're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. Listen, uh, Chloe, thanks for that. Hey, listen, why don't you, why don't you close out today's show? Okay. No one's ever done that well, before. So you may as well just close right. it out. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening to Matt and I chat about the real side of customer retention and how to look after your customers. I've thoroughly enjoyed being on Matt's podcast. Um, I hope you will have too. Whether you're watching us live or whether you're listening in the car, in the shower, on a walk with the dog, uh, we appreciate it. And you can find out all the notes from this episode at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 64. Well done. Thanks, Chloe. It's been great uh, having you all along. Uh, I guess close out. We may do that more often. That was very well done. Uh, so we will see you next week uh, on the podcast uh, and have a great week wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. And we will speak to you again soon. And Chloe, thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.